Good morning, afternoon, good whenever, podheads. It's Jess Dave talking about October 20th, 1968, from the Greek Theater at University of California, Berkeley. In California, let's hop right into this WP in 30, Working Man's Pod, in hopefully 30 minutes or less, and jump right into the days between. So two things going on in the days between. One is about us and the show. One is about the Grateful Dead. For us, Alex is going to take a little bit of a hiatus from recording. Uh, he's got to focus on his his physical health and also his move across the country. And as someone who just moved, I, I understand how stressful that is. So for the fall and for the early winter, uh, we're going to release these episodes as... PSA, which stands for Pod Sans Alex. They will either be short form episodes like today's WP and 30, or we'll have a guest, a podhead guest star, um, who you've likely heard before if you've been with this show for for a while. Uh, Howard was on last week to talk about the Lake Acid show. Thank you again, Howard, for, for coming on. Uh, and then we have an episode planned with Dr. Cropper, who's been on this program before, to talk about the, the forthcoming Dave's Picks release. And and speaking of, the second piece of news is that the announcement that Dave's Picks Volume 48 came out, and it will be from November 20th, 1971, uh, from UCLA. So a little pre-Europe 72 show coming out from November 71, coming out in November of 2023. So almost, what is that, 52 years later. Uh, the last two years, the final installment of Dave's Picks has been from the Summer 90 Tour, both Volume 40 and then last year, Volume 44, were from Summer 90. So I thought that that trend was going to continue and we would get a 90s show not necessarily from summer 90 but i think i guessed on here a while ago that it would be from 1992 Uh, that was my prediction Uh, but very wrong and that's okay they went the other direction and they're going back to 1971 the one thing that i do think is interesting from that is that all four releases this year will be from the 1970s so 77 was the first one then 72 then a Brent era show, but 79 and now 71. Uh, so uh, I don't know when exactly we're going to receive the CDs. Um, that's the one tricky thing with trying to plan those, the review shows of Dave's Picks, is it kind of depends on when we get the CDs in the mail. But um, sometime in November, uh, Zach and I will share our thoughts on, on that show with you. But first, we're going to talk about the show from... October 20th, 1968. So let's get on with the show. We discussed both 1968, uh, the year, 
and the venue at the Greek Theater uh, in episodes from earlier this year. We talked about the show from January 17th, 1968, back in January of this year. That had the first, uh, that show has the first Dark Star in Spanish jams. And that was a, that was a fun, cool show to talk about. And then from July 13th, 1984, at the Greek Theater, we talked about that show. And that show has the only Dark Star encore, the only true encore of Dark Star they ever played, um, not in like a third set or extended uh, longer set at the end. So I'd encourage you to go check those episodes out for like a specific deep dive into 68 or the Greek theater. But those episodes were both before the onslaught of Dead & Company summer tour episodes we put out. So if you don't want to scroll all the way down, I, I understand it and I'll give you some high points now. They played the Greek theater 29 times. They played it a few times in the in the 60s, but then they did not play it at all in the 70s. They didn't play it again until 1981. Uh, and this October 20th, 68 show was the last show at the Greek until 1981. Uh, this week, the week of Sunday, October 20th in 1968, uh, as we usually do, we'll go over the movies and music that were that were big. The number one movie in theaters this week was Barbarella, a science fiction film starring Jane Fonda as the titular character. And not not a movie I had ever seen or heard or heard of, but the song I had heard of, "Hey Jude" by the Beatles, was the number one song in the land at this time, and it would do so well that it became the number one song on the Billboard Hot 100 of the year. Uh, it was the first Beatles song on the Apple recording label, so it's the record of "Hey Jude" has the the big green apple on it. In television in 1968. The first primetime national broadcast of NCAA men's college basketball occurred this year, and a couple pretty iconic television shows debuted in 1968. Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood began airing, and then Hawaii Five-0 debuted in September on CBS. Birthdays for October 20th, a stacked birthday day, one of the best we've had yet. Uh, famous birthdays include Viggo Mortensen, Billy Zabka, John Krasinski, all actors. Mickey Mantle was born on October 20th, Yankee legend. Musicians, Tom Petty and rapper Snoop Dogg, both on October 20th. And then, not a musician, but Vice President Kamala Harris, born on October 20th. Sad deaths on October 20th, President Herbert Hoover, the 31st president of the U.S. in 1964, and Gaddafi, the Libyan leader killed in 2011 all right on to the grateful dead who's in the band in 1968 well mickey had joined the mix in 67 so you have the original five of billy bobby jerry phil and Pigpen there with mickey hart in october of 68 tom constanton wouldn't join the band for another month in november of 68 so he's not there yet it's the rhythm devils and jerry bob phil and Pigpen. The Dead played 117 shows in 1968. Man, that is a lot. And that means that about one-third of the days of the year in 1968, the Grateful Dead were playing a show, which is just, it's just wild. Um, and as we've talked about 
in our 68 episodes before. In 1968, they were playing anywhere and everywhere from bowling alleys to yacht clubs to libraries to stadiums. This show was not part of a tour, like a proper tour. They went on a winter tour kind of across the country in November 68. This was just a another show in the home state of California in the fall of 68. This show was part of the All Cal Rock Festival 1968 at the Greek Theater. Here was the lineup for that festival. Canned Heat, Grateful Dead, Mad River, and Stonehenge. Uh, $3.50 in advance, $4 tickets at the door. Man, what a good deal. Uh, even if you only went for the Dead's Hour, I think that, that $4 is worth it. Um, and I used the inflation calculator. That $4 is about $35 in 2023 money. 1968 is a year that has some decent official release coverage. There's Dick's Picks 22 from February 23rd and 24th. There's Road Trips Volume 2, which is from February 14th. And then you have the Download series from March 17th, 1968. And then finally, you have this show, October 20th, 1968, as the representative of 1968 on the 30 Trips Around the Sun box set. So this show has been officially released and the show starts with a good morning, little schoolgirl. bass is just tremendous as you can hear in that sample he is he just took control of the stage for this song um and he is playing this so well in a good way it's difficult to evaluate what all the other musicians are doing on stage because phil just absorbs so much of the ear space but every time that jerry starts to get hot 
Phil roars right along with him, and it's it's an enjoyable tune. There are a couple moments where the drums get a little sneakery, but honestly, the snare is so low in the mix that it, it doesn't take away from the enjoyment of the song at all. Uh, it's a 13-minute long opener that grooves along like that, like you heard from the first eight minutes, and then at the nine-minute mark, you get a little a little mix-up, and Jerry starts doing something a little different with the solo crescendos into a rock and guitar solo and then they wind it back back to business for for the blues uh and then there's some stage banter at the end where jerry talks about how there's a long hassle at the airport uh, because of the airline computer and how they got into fresno and Pigpen says that he thinks he thought that they were in turlock or or wherever they were on the map uh so some some good early dead stage banter too and it's the number five Good Morning Little Schoolgirl on Heady Version. Uh, and I know I know they didn't play this song a ton. They really only played it in like early in their playing career. But man, good, good version of this song. From Schoolgirl, they go into Turn On Your Love Light, another, another pig pen whaler. Uh, this is a solid love light. It's got the jams floating in and out that just make you bob your head along. And I feel like typically with this song the peak the song peaks in the ending chorus where it's kind of all built up into this like volcano of sound to the the shine on me part and this version doesn't have that Uh, instead it has an excellent guitar forward ending without a lot of like wailing and screaming that just has jerry and bob working so well together Uh, and i i do like this song i don't know it well enough to know if maybe that like kind of hot wailing ending came together more in the next year in 69 uh but i do know that this like musically has a has a really really good ending in my opinion the peak of this version happened earlier in the song in the first guitar solo that's like from the two and a half minute mark to the five minute mark uh that whole jam has a structure like a beginning a middle and an end that jerry kind of guides you on guides you on and it's it's very well done out of love light they come in with a pleasant relaxing upbeat dark star Tidy, pleasant ten minutes of Dark Star. The song hasn't quite yet reached the 
you know, the, the mammoth status where it's above the 20 minute mark or, you know, like some of the 30 minute versions that it would get to in 1972. But this is just, it's just nice. It's pleasant and upbeat and fairly melodic too. Uh, it does get out to deep space for a little bit. It takes a while, but it happens around the seven minute mark. But shortly after, Jerry leads the charge back home with a, I would, what I would call a surprisingly intense guitar solo for a Dark Star. Um, not a song that you think he would normally shred on, but that happens around the, the eight minute mark here. And then it winds down into a, a nice melodic ending. We've made this point talking about Dark Star and specifically 68 Dark Stars before uh, on here, but the rest of the band is still kind of figuring out Dark Star. Like Bob and Phil, and there's not really any traditional drums, it's all percussion. Uh, they're still kind of figuring it out. But Jerry, from day one, I mean, he knew how to make he knew how to make this more than a song, and he knew how to make this a journey. It's number 56, Dark Star and Heady Version. That feels right to me. You know, it's not like it's not going to be a legendary version this this early in its career, but it's just it's very nice. It's kind of like the encore from 84 at the Greek theater that we talked about. That Dark Star was just it was just pleasant and nice. And this has this is quite similar. And they they pack a journey into 10 minutes. But right out of Dark Star, they transition right into the opening lick of St. Stephen. And that comes together beautifully for the opening riff in the first minute of the jam of St. Stephen. The song, it falters a little bit from there. It not, it's not to say it sounds bad, but it's just you can tell that they're still figuring St. Stephen out. By my count, this is just the 13th time they've ever played this song. So they're... They're still kind of figuring out how to navigate the the twists and turns of Saint Stephen, and I don't I don't mean it sounds bad. It just you can tell Bob and Phil aren't like a hundred percent in sync, and the drumming gets like a little out of whack sometimes. Uh, and maybe it's unfair to them that the most recent time Alex and I heard and talked about this song, it was on the studio version, which obviously is pristine. So maybe that's a little bit unfair for this version of Saint Stephen, but. Um, it's, it still sounds good. I think the coolest part of the song is like this cool, like wah reverb that I think is Bob's doing. And it adds like a little distortion onto the vocal mic too, the way that he comes out with it, um, right after the lady finger section. The St. Stephen is, is good, but the 11 that comes next is just spectacular. They rip a William Tell bridge into a perfect transition into the 11. I mean, the best way that I can describe it is just buckle up. Thank you. 
from that ripping opening to the transition that they'll go to at the end to everything in between, it it just does not get any better from a Primal Dead standpoint than a Fall 68-11. Way back, and I think it's our third episode, we talked about um, a show from the week before, October 12th, 68, from the Avalon Ballroom. And that 11, you know, I think it's the best ever. And this is right up there with it. I mean, they're both just so fiery and intense. And the playing is just so perfect. Uh, This one from October 20th is the number 8, 11 on Heady version. And it's just great. And it rolls into a seamless transition into a blistering caution. When they get Pigpen's organ and Phil's bass and Bob's strumming like after the transition is complete you get you get from the bounce of the 11 into the drive of the caution and then around the four minute mark Mickey breaks out the cowbell and Phil starts to heat up more and more and Jerry begins his takeoff into something great as long as I could but man what a blistering end to a 
a hot, hot show. Caution does go into feedback. It's not labeled a separate track of feedback, but I mean, that's exactly what they're doing. And it's the number nine caution on heady version, a top 10 caution and just a, a heater of an ending. Honestly, if there were a Grateful Dead show to work out to, this would be one of the better candidates up there. It's a tight show. It's just over an hour long. And I mean, the St. Stephen 11 caution trifecta to end it will, it will get your heart rate up. What a good short show. And what a good representative from 1968 for the 30 trips box box set. We're so fortunate that 55 years later, 55 years later, we can sit back and enjoy some some hot hot playing with pretty damn good quality um and that just that impresses me so much my overall thoughts on this show i i love it i i think it's such a great 68 show this fall 68 playing style is as good as the primal dead era gets in my opinion and it's it's an era that can stand up there with any of their other great eras too it's just a different style. The shows are shorter, but the playing is hot. That's going to wrap this episode up. I hope you guys seek the show out and enjoy it as much as I did. Again, it's a tight hour five, hour ten at most, and it rocks hard. What's next for us? Not 100% sure. It depends on when uh, Dave's Picks Volume 48 arrives in the mail, but if it arrives quick, that would most likely be next if it doesn't arrive quick we've got something fun planned for a show from 1988 so we'll go from primal dead to the back half of the brent era um, if dave's picks does not ship in time next tuesday is halloween but we will be back on november 7th talking about a show have a safe halloween trick-or-treat and have a good night Good night, good night, and I bid you good night, good night, good night, and I bid you good night, good night, good night. That's it, that's it. You got it. Thank you.